Welcome back to Growing Up in the Wilds of Suburbia. I'm your host, Chad Everett Brochiers, and I am going over winning the battle but losing the war. Oh, and this can be in a lot of different contexts, but I've, I've had requests to take this into the next. Uh, I put it into something a little bit more context-driven that people can um, understand. Oh, uh, so with this, if it doesn't make sense right away, uh, what it means to actually win the battle, you know, but lose the war is how often do you find yourself in a disagreement with somebody uh, only to find out that that individual is like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a little distracted at the moment. I've got a friend of mine that keeps trying to call and I, I'm not going to answer right now. I apologize, but, but I can't do it. Um, so to, um, now to get back on track and I, again, apologize to everybody for this. Um, so as far as like winning a battle, uh, you can sit there and argue with somebody. You can become really, really good at arguing your point. Uh, I'm sure that a lot of people have experienced where they've been in the relationship. They've had enough. They go to talk to the person about it basically to create resolution or the leaving the relationship only to find out that the person talked them back into sticking around. Uh, you That person has continuously won battles, but the war is over. It's just a matter of time before you finally realize you need to leave and you actually leave. Uh, how often do we actually get ourselves caught up in relationships like this? It happens often. You know, um, it can happen with work relations. It can happen in friendships. Oh, it's so many different ways that this happens. But if you're so blinded by being right or winning this one and not even if you're right at the moment doesn't mean that you don't you should not understand where the other person is enough that you can potentially offset the long term hardships. Oh, uh, if it's more meaningful to you that you win the fight right now, then you probably should be in a situation where the devastation and long-term hardships of the war being lost is where you're at. Uh, it doesn't always mean also that most people think that you have to qualify everything as a good versus bad, uh, a good person versus a bad person. Uh, and if you constantly look at relationships that way, there's a good chance you might not actually be on the good side. Uh, you may come across soft. You may come across as a victim. You may come across as somebody that needs help. But if you're constantly in that place, you might actually be dis, uh, demonstrating a little bit more of the covert narcissism where you're a victim, uh, somebody comes save you, and then the next thing you know, uh, things are great, but then it comes uncomfortable over time. And next thing you start nitpicking at the other person enough that you're getting people to think that that person is, you know, whoever saved you is no longer a good person. They become a villain somehow. Uh, and this cycle continues. That's a covert narcissism or covert narcissists are known for that. Uh, overt narcissists typically don't ask for help being a victim. They usually just tell everybody how they're wrong. Um, so there's just some variables there as far as that goes. But if you want to win the fight, you know, you may very well cost yourself long term. Uh, getting to understand the individual, what's going on with them. Understand yourself. I was speaking with somebody earlier today. Uh, and we had a very great conversation, it was pretty in-depth, which I always enjoy. Uh, she brought up the effect that when she's dealing with somebody in a relationship, uh, if 
you know, like she puts an X amount of effort, she has an expectation that that particular X variable of effort shows up as the other person's equality of response. Uh, it does not mean by the person that you're dealing with that they're going to actually respond to you with the exact same effort you put into it. They're going to leverage most people when they're in times of stress or uncertainty, leverage out of their strength. They don't go for something that may be a weakness that is your strength. If you have that area as a strength for yourself, you very well may like go there and say, I'm putting this effort in. Look what I'm doing for this relationship. Do something. And the other person goes to their strength. They put in their effort, but you cannot identify it. And they may not be able to qualify it and say it to you that they're putting in that effort. And before you know it, you say, you're wrong. You didn't do the effort. You didn't give the work. Uh, not realizing that effort was there. It wasn't something that you were clearly understanding or that you could see yourself. So uh, just understand people will push things through their strength. And that's the filter of their strength. They're going to be trying things out that go back into their where they feel strong. Oh, if it's especially if it's areas of uncertainty, but they're really wanting to make sure that the relationship lives, survives past that moment, they're likely going to try to go to their strength. They may try to smart their way out of it. They may try to hard work their way out of it. They may try to, you know, finance their way out of it. Doesn't mean they're not trying. It just means that it's not the same thing you anticipated. Even if you have the conversation with them, there's a damn good chance that they may not fully understand how to qualify what type of effort you really want. And you may be asking them to put the effort into the relationship that is a weakness of theirs. So what they have to do and what this is very common of us to do is we'll back up, we'll go to our strength and we'll start pushing this new form of effort through that filter of strength in a way that we're trying to manipulate it into looking like it's your effort. And it's a long, arduous task. And you can argue that person's doing more work and putting more effort in if they are able to demonstrate the level of effort that you feel they should, because you're not aware of the processes that take place in order to go to a strength and to make it look like an area of, of weakness or an area that they're inefficient at. Uh, are you even caring enough to help them develop that area of insufficiency or, or uh, immaturity or lack of development. Yeah, no, it's, it is an interesting thing. And I've got a comment here from uh, one of the chats here and it's uh, to pay their way to stay in it. Uh, there is concepts to that, right? Like effort is a tuition value or it's a, it's a payment form for a relationship. Now, if you are in a relationship, the other person doesn't feel like they're offering you any kind of effort, you may not qualify they value the relationship, and that falls into the hard work concepts. So uh, paying their way into the, to stay in the relationship. Now, there's also skill sets of value and skill sets that are unvalued. That person may very well have a skill set they work their butt off to develop. But because that individual doesn't have a skill set that you necessarily put a lot of value in, you might value the outcome of that really, of that skill set, but it does not guarantee that you will. So, but you might. And if you don't, what does that say to the person that is trying to push effort into the relationship in a way that shows and validates to you that you matter? 
Uh, this is not uncommon in relationships. We see this played out in the silver screen all the time. We've experienced it in our relationships. I guarantee you, I know reflecting back, I've experienced it quite a bit. Oh, I can directly relate to this. Um, and I'll actually share a story of my past on this. Uh, there was a young lady that I was dating that uh, we were working on like having a family. No, uh, this is years ago. No, she kind of was helping tame my wild ways, if you will. And we decided that we were going to go ahead and put a real go into it. And so she has a condition called endometriosis. That condition does make it harder to conceive and or uh, makes it impossible to conceive without fertility in some situations. Uh, she was in that situation where she was unable without fertility treatments. Uh, if you know anything about fertility treatments, you'll know that that particular uh, treatment medical procedure is not typically covered by insurance. It's usually out of pocket. And that is a, an enormous cost. So I just changed industries. I could no longer work in the industry that I wanted, that I was trained to be in, which I spent nine and a half years in. Um, I despised the idea of continuing to work there. I felt like it was something that I was wasting my life in and felt completely devalued and uh, the skill sets weren't being used properly uh, in a way that left me satisfied from use. Um, so I left, I started with this other company in the personal training world, which I'd already ran a company and all of this, but uh, I, I changed from working boutique and private to working in a general fitness. I was not aware of all of the skills necessary in order to be successful at it. I knew that there were things that I didn't know, but I also knew that I was a damn good trainer and I was really good at helping people get the results on a very deep, long lasting, meaningful level. But I wasn't a very good manager. I, I, that was a skill set that I was lacking. So I looked at it this way. I went into that situation going, if I keep my job, I got a C on my report card. If I was able to increase a value and do something for the company that at least says, Chad, you're doing pretty good, I would count that as a B. And if I were able to overcome my previous challenges and become that much better at the job and or become recognized as being higher up in a production level and supporting clients and the rest of that, then I would consider that an A. So I worked my butt off, but I did not have all of the skill sets. So I bound, I, I created some relationships and, and, and not really like I created them in a manipulative way. I just happened to have these relationships with some very, very good individuals. Some of them comment on my videos. Um, my buddy uh, Johnny and uh, uh, Rade or uh, RJ are two people that have had a huge influence on me, but I was on the phone with them every free minute that I had. When I wasn't doing the job itself at break, I was trying to get them on the phone. Um, if I had downtime and had a question, I was on the phone with them. When I got out of work, oh, I knew that I had to work diligently because I was stepping into something where I was going to make a lot less money than I made previously. So fertility treatments was going to be something that was far from us to the point where I started focusing more on building up enough and becoming good enough at the job that we could save money and get to the point we could end up going and getting treatments, uh, fertility treatments for. So I spent hours, I mean, I would work up to 14 hours a day regularly at the gym, at the gym, uh, trying to learn, trying to continue. And we were on salaries. They, they didn't really care that much. Actually, I got talked to by my boss in the beginning. I was talked to because I spent too much time at work. I was actually racking in, uh, it was, I believe the last time I got yelled at was 140 hours in a two week period. Um, 
which is something that they're like, you're going to burn yourself out. You can't do this. You need to stop it. Uh, but when I would go home, I had my little earbuds in and I was listening to something on YouTube or something educational to help me get better at my job. I had very little free time whenever I did have time off. Uh, since her and I lived together, I would you know mow the lawn. I do chores around the house. I didn't really have a lot of downtime at all. It was enormous effort. I was trying to learn a skill set that I didn't have. So as we're together for some time at this point, it was really, we've been together and dated for up to three and a half years at this point, but then we started living together. Uh, it was about almost a year later, Valentine's weekend, she flies off, goes to see her parents. And as cliche as it sounds on that Valentine's weekend, she did something that was unforgivable for our relationship and then lied to me about it. And her defense was that I wasn't trying hard enough. Uh, if you can imagine from what I just shared with you, it was devastating to hear that because I gave everything, everything that I could because I knew what our first objectives were. By the way, I shared this with her prior to this. You know why I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm doing this for us and all of that. And the outcome was still, that's how she rationalized it. Oh, I didn't tell her happy birthday on her way out the door the, the one day. And this was the pivotal moment for her that I didn't say happy birthday when she left to leave for work. But I told her before she got to work, as I finally gained my, oh, after getting up and getting the day going, going, oh, it's her birthday. So I sent her a message, you know, told her, you know, obviously that I care for her and all of that. Um, and she didn't really respond right away. Well, after the fact, she told me that that day was the day she decided that she was going to do what she did. Now, what this says is that she, I don't, she's not a bad person for this. Immature in places, absolutely. Was I devastated? It was one of the, the greatest heartaches that I've ever had. Uh, it was up there. I don't encourage anybody that's watching this to feel that she's a bad person in any way. She put her effort in. I put mine in. But we didn't see each other's efforts the same way. I actually did see a lot of her efforts, and I greatly appreciated it. But when she looked sad at the end of the day, whenever it was time for bed, it was really the only times that we had because I was so entrenched with work. She just... Uh, yeah, she's, she was... Um, you know, it, it slowly went from you know like trying to talk to me while I was listening to something... And it's on me, right? I, I, I was blinded by the need to help and get where we needed to be. Um, but it finally got to the point that she started to, you know, kind of pull away. And I, I didn't really notice it because uh, she still showed the affections in it. But we were, we both just had like where we were. We were at, we agreed on something, but we came across crossroads in the process. We had a lot of little battles. Oh, uh, but ultimately, we both lost the war. Uh, we didn't get to the point where she got fertility treatments. Um, I, it, took me, it took me time to recover. Um, even being how I am now, it still took me time to recover. This is within the last you know, six years. Um, and again, I don't fault her for it. And I, I really don't fault myself either. Uh, there's a lot that we did. We grew and we had an attachment to something and it didn't come to fruition. Um, as far as I do have another question here in the comments, or at least a statement, 
Uh, and there must have been some red flags before that. I, I would say there were, but it's also easy to be blinded while you're going through the process. Uh, I was forcing myself to show emotions and while I was completely exhausted, but I used my strength of hard work to try to force it through the filter of my strength to get it so that she would have a distilled experience that's enough that would look like what she expected from her effort. Uh, and she worked a lot as well. She just had a job that capped her financially and mine didn't. Uh, mine had a lot of potential and I knew that I was going to be the one that was going to have to afford most of it. So I, I tell you that story because it is, it's like we, we had a lot of battles and it wasn't a lot of crazy drag out fights. I don't really do that. Oh, I, I have discussions, but just because we're not screaming at the top of our lungs and throwing things through the house, smashing glass and the rest of that stuff that people expect out of a passionate fight, we didn't do that. What we did do, though, is we did talk. We had some discourse and we did have disagreements. We had arguments, oh, but it doesn't mean that she's a bad person for it. So in no way is she a bad person for any of it. Oh. The battle, like the war is lost, but it doesn't mean that we don't, in a separate path, have opportunities. Now, you don't have to get to that point, but just understand that the way that you're showing and expressing your effort may not necessarily be what's identified by the other person. They may not see it. Now, so um, there's one thing I do want to say, and this is kind of playful, and I, I, I'm actually hopeful this kind of catches on. Because it's a little bit more of like I prefer in-depth and dynamic thinking uh, and expressions. And I, I really like to come across in a way that's thoughtful. Um, but I was sharing with somebody earlier about you know, uh, about effort and, and the hardships and relationships and the frustration about not getting that deep, meaningful thing that really just, you know, kind of changes the world in the direction that you want. And um, I was like, you know, it's it seems a lot like a phoenix, right? Like a phoenix has to burn. And a phoenix has to burn in such a way that it, it completely burns out, right? Like it has to completely be extinguished, like of its own burn, not put out, but for it to, to no longer have something left. And then the phoenix rises from the ashes, right? That's the mythology of it. But really, it's you got to let that phoenix burn, queen. You know, let that thing burn. You, you, if you need the emotion to do it, and not saying let the relationship burn, but at least let the emotion burn bright enough that the other person can finally see it. And it doesn't have to result in the anger and the fight. It could be something beautiful that comes out of it. It may need to be that you have been this way for so long that the pattern has stayed consistent, that your partner is comfortable in that upset because they're used to it and you don't leave and they don't leave. Well, that's what that whole, like, let it burn, queen, you know, bring it out. Like, let it be something and be like, look, I am frustrated here. But the beautiful thing about me being frustrated here is that I'm going to rock the boat a little bit. Doesn't mean you sleep on the couch or you live elsewhere or whatever. Let's rock the boat a little bit. You know, you may be in a relationship that really isn't at its core healthy, or it could be on the outer sides of it. Like my experience, there were parts that wasn't healthy those parts kind of encroached in. I um, wouldn't necessarily say that the whole thing was unhealthy, but I would definitely say that we had some imbalances and ultimately we decided that it was better to separate. 
You don't have to get to that point. Try not to win too many battles. Uh, try to have a truce. Seize fire. Find something. Yeah. I got another comment. And uh, for my friend that just shared about the Phoenix thing, I, I don't think that's going to happen. So, um, all right. Well, that's it for today. Uh, by the way, this is something in closing. At the end today, we're going to be, um, at the end of the week, we're doing something with all of the guests that I've had on uh, with Chat with Chad throughout this month. Uh, I've invited all of the guests to come on and to chat with us. Uh, so we have a group discussion over what we've experienced from when we've done when we did the recording and the episode together individually, and bring everybody together so we can have a beautiful conglomeration of thinking uh, where we can enter uh, entertain each other and. Uh, kind of ask questions of each other, uh, get to know each other at another level, and also entertain questions that you guys have. So with that, I I, I encourage you, by all means, please, uh, you can DM me. I'm going to make a post uh, that's going to be putting out requests and questions that you would like to ask us for each one of the, the guests that I've had this last month uh, from uh, Jim, uh, William, Michael, Joel, and myself, uh, we, we're all going to be open to taking questions and kind of trying to, you know, see what our thoughts are overall. Uh, now, this will be recorded uh, privately, uh, but uh, we will be releasing it next week, and that'll be recorded on Sunday, so long as we don't have any issues with the weather or any surprises. So, uh, but by all means, please uh, do comment any questions that you have for us or anything you're taking away from this video. Now, uh, see end of the month what we're going to have it'll be on august 1st will be i'm sorry it's august 2nd will be the recording so it's the month of july's guests on chat with chad oh all right so with that uh youtube growing up in the wilds of suburbia go on over there subscribe to the channel hit the bell notifications it'll let you know whenever i put any videos up uh also if you have any questions about this particular episode Put it in the comment section, or you can DM me. Um, also, it's <laughs> also another one of those, right? Uh, share this video with a person in your life you know that this can help, or that at least give some insight. Watch it again. Uh, you can reach out to me just like anybody else and ask any specific questions or expand upon anything any further. Until next time, we're all in this thing together. We're all living this thing called life. We can make something beautiful, and we are. So uh, with that, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for tuning in. And um, I will catch you guys uh, very soon. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy. Bye-bye.